Welcome to Off the Court, a show dedicated to making you the best version of yourself as a player and as a person. I'm Coach Jack, CEO and owner of Close the Gate Hoops. If you're trying to take your life and game to the next level, this is the podcast for you. Let's get it. What up, gatekeepers? Back at you with another episode of Off the Court. Today, we have an awesome topic that has been extremely relevant with a lot of the students that we've been training lately. And the question, would basketball be fun if you made every single shot? Okay. Now from the surface, if you're older listening to this, um, you kind of obviously see the answer to the question, but for younger kids, a lot of them actually answer this wrong sometimes. Okay. And obviously, um, over time, if you made every single shot, it obviously wouldn't be as fun because you know what's going to happen, right? Um, there's no really way to lose or no fear of failure, which um, so many kids try to get away from when in reality, that's the stuff that actually makes it fun in the first place, which is very, very hard for um, the younger kids to understand. But the reason I wanted to talk about this topic is because so many kids and even myself as growing up have terrible reactions to misses of shots, right? Um, Say they put up a shot and they miss and then they put their head down or their hands go up or like they're saying stuff like I can't make anything today and things of that nature. But when kids are doing this, I then ask them, would basketball be fun if you made every single shot? And they think about it for a little bit and then um, they should say the answer no, right? Because it wouldn't be as fun if you made every shot. Then I'm trying to get them to understand that these reactions to misses shouldn't be happening because that's actually what makes it fun in the first place. It makes it a challenge. Um, A great example in real life of this is that's why people love to golf because of the inconsistency of how well they play and how they don't play as well sometimes, right? But you have to have those days where you don't play well in golf to make it fun because it makes it a challenge. Um, and I think that's it's, it's very hard for kids to understand that. Coach Aaron is here and Coach Connor is here with me today. Um, did you want to talk about the question, would basketball be fun if you made every shot? And talk about kind of the body language and reaction of kids and um, how that all ties into the question. Yes, and I, I really like that golf example because I'm not very good at golf. So when I go golfing, like I'll, pl- I'll hit – a terrible shot on just about every single shot and then I'll hit like one really good shot and that'll just make the it'll make the whole game worth it right and that's the way you kind of got to think about it and it's the same thing you know with our younger kids when they're playing basketball you know we see them especially now like in these 3v3 games when they're actually playing games and they're more you know there's high intensity and things you know they'll miss a shot and they they get upset about it but in reality they're going to forget about it in five minutes and that that even that small miss is still going to make them better and they, they it's it's how you learn from it and things like that because the, the the ups and downs are what make it fun and the ups and downs are what make it so what make basketball so relevant to like real life totally and like i was as you were talking here and i was trying to think of you could ask this question to literally anything in your life that you're trying to persevere through adversity right mm-hmm. um so i me and connor both um we love to stock trade and we're into the big into the stock market and i was asking myself this question would trading be fun if all you did was make money and just make unlimited amount of money right yeah the first day man that would be so fun to make all that money um but then the next day the same thing happens and th- there's no change and you just continuously make money over time that gets old and then there's no fun in the first place and you, you forget why you were doing it in the first place right um so there has to be that failure and that fear of failure and those obstacles to overcome to make literally anything in life fun and enjoyable over time connor is there anything you wanted to add to the question <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna just what Aaron said in golf. Like, I love golf and I probably golf two or three times a week. But yeah, there's you could have a hundred bad shots, shank them all, 
and then you'll be 200 yards out and you'll hit the green and you'll be five feet away from the hole and you're like all right this is that's the shot that just brings you back every single time made it all worth it and it's an expensive sport for one good shot to 100 bad shots but i just think the question would basketball be fun if you made every shot you can tie that into not just basketball but obviously we've talked about golf you can say that for literally any sport soccer if you made every goal baseball if you hit a home run the competitive part of it like yep you can be it can be against someone like in other sports or it you're on the computer like jack was just talking about in stock trading it's the competitive part that keeps you going i think and that's what makes basketball that's what makes stock trading that's what makes whatever in your life fun the competitive part and not always 100 percent succeeding 100 percent. and um another thing that i want to talk about too because this topic obviously came to mind with um poor body language with reaction to negative results and something i like to tell my students all the time is something called cameras always on you okay and what i mean by this camera's always on you is if i took a video of you playing basketball, but I zoomed in to where it was only watching your body the entire time you played and it didn't see the result of the shot if it went in or if you made a good crossover mood and made, made someone fall, you wouldn't see that. You would only see the body language and reaction to either positive or negative results. And what I like to say is if I took a video of you for an entire game, I should not know whether you made or missed a shot or made a good play or a bad play through your body language. Because if we don't know for the positive and the negatives, then we know that their body language and they're even keeled, no matter what type of game they're having, they're going to be more consistent over time, right? Um, And I think the positive, the body language for the positive results are just as important as the body language for the negative results. Because if you get super stoked after, and we have a good example, one of our students crossed somebody in their three-on-three league and then they stepped over them, right? So when I see someone do that, I'm like, you obviously don't do that a lot um, because you're getting this excited about crossing somebody. But if you're getting that happy about a positive play, then the same thing is going to happen on those negative plays, right? So I got to be able to record just your body language. And when you put up a shot, say you're, you, um, a lot of kids like to breathe heavily out their mouth when they miss a shot or put their head down or hands go up. If I was just looking at the body language, I, I can tell the kid missed that shot. And I do this to my kids sometimes in the training session. I'll say, come here and look at this video. And I'll be like, do you think you made or missed this shot? And they'll know the answer to it, right? Um, so trying to think of that camera's always on you type of mentality to keep yourself even killed um, all throughout positive and negative results. A lot of times kids, like when, especially with the negative results, or I guess the positive results, this could happen too, but um, they'll let it affect like the next mm-hmm. thing that happens. And it like, like a lot of, if they miss a shot or something, then they're walking, like they put their head down and then they don't even see that their, their guy's wide open for a three on the next play and they give up a wide open three. So it, like a lot of times it'll, it'll actually affect what happens on the next plays. Or even if you're like, if you're in a, ba- if you have a bad attitude after that, right. And you, take a terrible shot because you're upset and you're like whatever i don't care you know it's affecting the rest of your game and you can't let that happen we should get a quote branded that says body language is contagious right because not only is it contagious to yourself and bleeds into like next plays and next moments throughout your life Mm -hmm. it also bleeds into the people around you right you like when a team's down by 10 or more points you know the toughness of a team through their body language 
right? And say one player is getting getting down on the negative plays, say a college coach is watching them and they're getting all up in their head, right? That affects everyone throughout the team. Mm-hmm. So not only is it contagious to your next plays, but it also is contagious to the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like going back to like the not too high or too low or thing, like this is a perfect example of something that we talk about on literally every podcast and it's balance. Obviously you want to enjoy the 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 good things that happen, you want to learn from the bad things that happen, but you can't allow them to be a problem for you. If you get way too high on the good things that happen, it's going to end up, you know, hurting you in the long run and vice versa. Totally. And like, we're not saying like, when we say there's always a camera on you, yeah, when you miss a shot, we don't want to see reaction, obviously. And the other way around, it's if you like dive on the ball and you get a jump ball for your team like there there's a reason to be pumped up for your team and especially like when you get into high school and like you'll see student section like they'll get pumped for you like you can get pumped with them we're not saying be a robot out there but like same for your bench when you hit a three obviously we don't want to shoot arrows and stuff like that but like yeah, you can be excited for yourself. Just we don't want you to be a robot. I think that's that's great that you brought that up, Connor, because um, there's a difference in energy between individual, like getting yourself pumped up, and then the team um, in terms of energy. Mm-hmm. Like energy is good to have when it's team success. Like diving for a loose ball and getting a jump ball with a, that's extremely important at the end of the game. That's a great moment to celebrate with your teammates, right? But you gave the example of like pulling arrows out of your back for a three-pointer or putting up the three-pointer with your um, fingers, right? You're the one that made that three-pointer. It's not like you're sharing that success with your teammates. So I think that's really good that you brought that up. On individual plays in terms of negative and positive outcomes, that's when we got to try and be even keeled the entire time, mm-hmm. right? But when you have team success and that the bonding of a people around you, that's the time to spread the energy wisely. Yeah. So I think that's a good topic that you brought up, Connor. And 99% of the time, well, yeah, probably 100% of the time, it should be positive energy. There shouldn't be any kind of like, oh, yeah, negative energy, like throughout spreading throughout teammates. You know what I mean? Yep. That should should always be positive. What are you guys, this might be a tad off topic, but still, it just goes back to camera. And so, say, like, it just makes me think of like during my senior year of high school, like, if I knew someone did something wrong on defense, not playing midline, not playing gap help or something, I'd get on them. What are your guys' thoughts about that? It depends on the player. Some, and you find this out as you train more and more, different players um, react to different things, right? So say you have player A and player B. Player A might get motivated and pumped up from you getting in their grill, right? And then you could have player B and you get in their grill and then they completely shut down, Mm -hmm. right? and I think that goes back to what we talked about in the previous ep- uh, episode of inherited body language. A lot of that has to do with genetics and just how we respond to adversity. Um, so I definitely think you should know what type of person you're working with. Be smart about who you're getting in their grill and use different type of language too. Like adding um, try in a sentence might make the world of a difference between player A and player B. Mm. Like try to get up on that player more, try to get to midline better than you trying to command everyone around there. So I think you got to be smart about it. So that was a good question. That would be my answer. That's why I also think it's important to 
have leaders on a team too. Like that should be the job of the leader to recognize a problem and try to fix it. Cause if everybody thinks that, or if there's no, if there's no like leader figure on that team, then the problems are just going to reoccur. Like if no one's trying to do anything about it. Yep. Totally. So to wrap up gatekeepers, we'll do a quick speed round, but to wrap up this um, podcast, it was quick and sweet, but there's a ton of gems in it. Um, would basketball be fun if you made every shot? No, it wouldn't. So the next time you find yourself in the face of failure and in the face of misses and negative outcomes, just ask yourself that question and remember, this is why it's fun, right? This is why it's fun. I have to be here for this to be fun in the first place. And we can ask that for literally everything in our life that we're trying to get through, whether it's your job or um, your stock trading or golf, right? There's a reason it's fun, and it's because of the failure, and that's why it's fun. So that's why we want to do this topic so that we can remind ourselves of that. But remember to remind yourself of that question constantly when you're in a game, getting mad at misses. Would basketball be fun if you made every shot? Um, you guys want to do a quick speed round? Yep. If there was one college basketball team you could play for and one NBA team you could play for, go. Mm, that's good. Uh, are we are we excluding the Bucks and the Badgers? Yes. Okay. Okay. Excluding Wisconsin teams. Um, me personally, I'd probably my college team. I'm listening to Jay or um, it's Jay Wright, right? The Villanova coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm listening to his book right now, Attitude. Villanova sounds like a school I would really want to go to in terms of college. Um, so I'd probably go to Villanova and then NBA, definitely the Bucks. No, you can't do the Bucks. Oh, oh, dang! Shoot, do I get to play with the current NBA players? Yeah, it'd be right now. Oh, that's tough. That's really hard. Let's hear it. I know where I'd go. I don't know. My favorite player is Dame, so I guess I'll go to the Trailblazers. You want to live in Portland? I don't care where I live. All right. Um, if I could play for any... I've always lo- really liked UCLA. Just, I think that's a cool... <laughs> I think just such a cool school, so I think I would go there and play basketball there. Um, and then if I could go to... Or any basketball team. I think I would go and play for the Lakers. This is the problem with the NBA. Why? So Lakers so are Los shit. Angeles is sick though. If I I want to go play with Melo, LeBron, so Russell Westbrook, to, AD. Go to UCLA and the Lakers. Yeah, that's sick. All right, respect it. If you could travel to any year in a time machine, what year would it be? Any year. Any year. I would not go back. I would go to the future for sure just to see because I want to see our technology and stuff in a thousand years. That's good. Be cool. I don't think we'll be here in a thousand years, bro. I think I would. I don't think we will either. I would go to like, I would go to like the 80s or the 90s just because I don't know. <laughs> You're boring. Aaron, it's like the typical answer to these questions. It's funny. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't you want to go to the <laughs> 80s or 90s? That's why I, I would definitely go to year well, zero. Obviously, we know nothing about the future. Don't meet Jesus. That's that's a good answer. I don't. What what I wouldn't want to go to the future, but I like I wouldn't want to go back any farther than the eighties or like. I don't know. You want to go live like in the 50s? Yeah, there's really nothing after that. Like. Yeah, but you never like we think. Like stuff in the past is like crazy, like what they did back then like we can't believe they did that what do they think that like 500 years true maybe i'd go to the future like oh maybe 
you could go to the future and like watch the world end. That'd be kind of cool. I'm telling you, I don't even think we'll have a thousand years. It, uh, artificial intelligence is going to take over. Robots will take over. Robots will take over. All right, we got totally off topic. <laughs> Would you make every shot in basketball, gatekeepers? Um, make sure you're checking out all our content at CTG Hoops. You check out our awesome new website, ctghoops.com. And, of course, that you're leaving reviews um, for this podcast that is you are able to listen to on any platform. And go watch um, or listen to all the previous podcasts because I promise you they'll plant seeds in your head give you different ways to think, and help you become your best self. I'm Coach Jack. We got Coach Aaron and Coach Connor. We out, baby. Peace. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Off the Court. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to leave reviews if you haven't yet. This helps us with engagement and helps us rank higher to make an influence on more basketball lives. I also strongly encourage you guys to check out our free ebook download that's 25 pages long, How to Unlock the Mental Side of the Game. I was a player that was constantly grinding and constantly working, and it was really hard for me not to see results from the amount of work I was putting in. But this ebook that I wrote dives exactly into those types of questions. I was completely ignoring the most important part of basketball, which is the mental side of the game. So the 25-page ebook that I wrote is for you guys to give yourselves a leg up on your competition and almost like a secret weapon. I call it the basketball cheat code. Also check out our website, ctghoops.com. On there, we got tons of programs that you guys can download to make yourselves a better basketball player. We have the CTG Productivity Notebook, helping you guys become addicted to productivity. Of course, in-person training, We are located now in multiple cities. And then we have the CTG blog, free education on becoming your best basketball self. Lastly, follow all our social media pages at CTG Hoops, where we post multiple times a day, trying to make you the best player and person that you can be. All the links for these are down in the description below. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys check out all the other episodes of Off the Court and make sure you're ready for next week's episode. I'm Coach Jack. We out, baby. Peace.